Hello and thank you for tuning in to the gamedev.in podcast. In this episode, Yadu and Arjun talk to Arman of Frostwood Interactive about his roots, inspirations for Rainswept, Forgotten Fields and his next secret project. Uh, so I guess I, I'll, I'll uh, give a quick intro. I am Yadu. I mean, we've met Arman and I've met uh, before in the IGDC with the help of a bunch of people. We run gamedev.in. Uh, and this whole thing is basically like a, a a way of trying to figure out whether we can kind of uh, archive histories of uh, game designers and developers who kind of make up our industry. How can we preserve this for a future generation? At the same time, also help uh, kind of up and coming developers and also... Uh, so yeah, so all these kind of, this is kind of where we started uh, when we thought about doing this kind of a podcast kind of a thing. Uh, so it's primarily archival in nature um, and uh, it, and we thought it would be interesting for people to just catch up and also uh, to talk about what they're doing, who they are, those kind of things. So that is where I am coming from. This is Arjun. Arjun? Yeah. Hey, um, so... I think I joined Game Dev very recently. So my role has been to basically set up these chats so far. Um, basically, we're trying to have these conversations with all the indie game devs in India, at least. Uh, you know, their journey, document their journey and stuff. Uh, but my role so far in the industry has been as a professional programmer. So I've been in the industry for some time now. And I thought it's time, you know, that... And I've been very, you know, uh, closeted kind of individual. I don't, I'm very private kind of individual. I don't mix with people. So I thought it's time to, you know, go out and meet some more new faces and stuff. So, and uh, uh, Arman, I actually met you in 2019 in um, IGDC. Yeah, yeah. I think I, uh, you may remember me. One of those lost souls <laughs> traveling through all the booths, okay. you know, trying to check out stuff. This uh, guy is selling... Stuff. Steam keys. Yeah, <laughs> that's what caught my eye. Like in this okay. sea of uh, commercial people, there's this one guy selling Steam keys, <laughs> selling Steam. Like, okay, check him out. So yeah, so I guess that's that's us. So maybe Arman, you can talk about yourself. Yeah. So I'm a game developer working solo under the name of Frostwood Interactive, and I've released two games so far. One was Rainswept in 2019, and yeah. The other one recently is Forgotten Fields. Right. And uh, yeah, I was an architect before that, but wasn't really interested in architecture. I guess we can go more in detail later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so just a game developer and I'm working on the third game now. So our first question was, uh, who is uh, Arvan? Uh, I guess we kind of answered that now. <laughs> so like, how did you get into games? Um. So I was always interested in games, but, you know, back uh, when I was exiting school, entering college, there wasn't much of a scene in India, right? So it was very difficult. So I kind of gave up on that dream. So I went instead into art and went into architecture, didn't really like architecture, started getting into films and uh, tried working on a TV set for a couple of months, didn't like that. And then I returned to architecture, did a job for a year. And around then this indie scene started kind of picking up. So I realized that I could possibly learn Unity, put something on Steam. So I did a lot of research and yeah, just made the shift. 
you actually have an architecture background. Yeah. Okay. So how did you pick up programming and all that stuff that came with Unity? So I still don't really program much because <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, Unity and you can use all these visual tools. Yeah. So a lot of node-based stuff. I did try, you know, a little bit of programming, learning a bit of that. And, you know, when you get stuck or you, when you want to do something custom, you need to program. So it's, yeah, I mostly don't do programming, but I kind of make do without it. So when, when did you kind of formally start uh, Frostford and how did that kind of happen? Was it with the first game or? So uh, around 2017. I was doing the architecture job and uh, yeah, around then I was also researching and trying to learn, you know, how to, uh, how to work with unity and everything. And yeah, I knew that I wanted to make the first game rain swept, which would be a murder mystery. And as it started getting more and more serious and it started sounding, you know, that this could actually work. I started finding, you know, trying to figure out a exit strategy from architecture, trying to transition. So about six months of learning Unity and doing the job at the same time. And then I quit the job and launched a demo. And around that time, it kind of became formal once I left the job. And after that, there was one and a half year more of development, which I did from home. Uh, what gave you the idea for Rain Sweat? Um, Very film noir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are always themes that I was in love with. So Twin Peaks is a show which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. And uh, if I had to creatively express myself or make something, it would be something like that. Uh, you know, a small town, rain, mystery, that kind of stuff. Also another movie, Memories of Murders, which is, uh, I forget his name, but the same director who made Parasite, which has really blown up recently. Uh, that is another movie, which was a big inspiration, another murder mystery. So yeah, when, you know, I decided that, okay, I'm going to make a game. It was going to be all those topics and it just kind of came together on its own. You, you like, self-published, sorry. Yeah, go on, go on. You self-published Rainswept, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, uh, and are you thinking about uh, kind of uh, putting it out on other platforms or how has it been uh, getting on Steam? How, how was your experience with all that? Yeah, it wasn't too difficult, actually. Um, yeah, surprisingly simple. But I guess if you uh, don't keep it simple, you can probably, you know, have a bigger impact also. <laughs> so I kept it simple and I just did everything on my own and uh, a uh, year after release, I went for EGX in London, EGX Rest, and there I met some publishers. So they have ported it to consoles. It released last year on consoles. So yeah, a year after PC, it had some, you know, sort of a, like I could show the game to the publishers and they were interested and in, yeah, it's on PS4, Switch and Xbox now. So during this time, how did you finance yourself? So I was living with my parents. So that is one that thing. That helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was one tension, you know, taken yeah. care of. And Remember children, parents are good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The so, experience. Yeah. yeah. Throughout development, I was at home and uh, most of the budget was really low. Like I didn't have voice acting. I didn't have anything. I ran a small Indiegogo campaign and it didn't reach the goal, but 
you still get to keep the money in indigo indigo so it was not even a lack i think it was 90000 or something and uh, yeah marketing and testing was done from that i was working with a freelance marketing person so yeah in india or generally uh not india i just found him online so yeah was it the same person who's done the marketing for uh, no. forgotten no okay. no 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 just no. curious <laughs> Yeah. but what kind of uh, marketing did you do apart from just this guy doing the marketing for you actually uh, the marketing which i worked with him was for only for the campaign indigo campaign and um, okay. the final release it almost like i told him my budget and he was like that's not even a fraction of <laughs> you know you can't get marketing done for that uh, in the end i kind of ended up doing marketing myself for the final release uh, he just gave me a press list for that budget and uh, it was an email blast basically and i think the biggest impact was uh, the reputation that was built from the demo which was released on game jolt and hio and that led to followers on twitter and twitter then became it's still the main place where you know people are discovering whatever i put up okay you didn't go to reddit yeah reddit as well so twin peaks subreddit and everything yeah <laughs> yeah that kind of makes sense so uh, yeah. what would you say were you kind of were your key learnings from uh, putting out rainswept and like if you were to do it all over again what would you do differently or um marketing needs to be you know if it was better i'm sure like it would have had an exponentially better release because you know whoever plays the game they really love it and they're like why has nobody heard of this so that was one big issue so for that you need budget so probably you know these uh, publishers you have nowadays like obviously annapurna is very huge but they have a name of their own so if you can get into that half of your work is done so that would be what i would aim for but what really worked was as i said the demo like putting demo on free demo on game jolt and itchio it was like free publicity there was like tens of thousands of people playing that demo and waiting for the game that's great i mean uh, i didn't know that game jolt had such a uh, like a large indie audience that could actually convert into um, yeah. you know actual paid players which which is kind of great to know that is I, inter- I, it's that, interesting yeah go ahead no 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 i was just going to say like it's I don't know if people nowadays think of Game Jolt rather they would go for Itch generally mm-hmm. directly but they don't know if, about the Game Jolt community and how it was back then and all that. Yeah, I mean I'm honestly not very sure either how it was before. <laughs> but uh, what I have noticed is releasing a paid game on both Itch and Game Jolt really doesn't convert. But when you put a free demo it really helps and right. you get a following. Uh yeah. So how did it do on Steam? what are the numbers tell us tell us <laughs> it's done pretty well uh, no, i mean, stop no pressure <laughs> <laughs> i stopped following the numbers about a year ago i was just like okay i can sustain myself that's enough i'm not going to worry about the numbers but i'm not sure It must be about 10000 by now units so so did the uh, did the community from itch and game jolt help drive the steam sales like did you rely on wishlist and stuff yeah so there was a bit of you know from 
sending people to wishlist the game from itch and game jolt and there was also a feedback form i had put in rainswept so once the game finished a google form would open up and i got a lot of response on that and uh, i optionally asked them if they wanted to share their email so a lot of people shared their email so i made a mailing list and nice. <laughs> emailed all of them for all the updates and everything Is a, it's like a very positive time to ask for something <laughs> like right yeah. as they finish the game they're like hey you want to you know share yeah. your email mm, sure why not <laughs> yeah and uh, the game the demo ended on a cliffhanger like it was just when it was getting interesting you know murder mystery and everything so i watched a lot of people playing the demo on youtube and they would all scream when the demo <laughs> no. ended like yeah, yeah, they, they called me evil and everything so they were like i need to follow this i need to know what happens so So uh, when you came to IGDC, yeah, like what were your expectations with uh, you know you set up a booth and everything? So what were your expectations and did it meet them? Um, I don't really remember <laughs> two years <laughs> what I was expecting. So it was not memorable. If that's what you're saying. <laughs> uh, it was just like okay, now I have something that I can show. So you know, it was after release. I guess I was a little unsure showing it unfinished. but once it was finished i was like okay let's see what the reaction is and uh, maybe get the word out that i'm making games and see where that leads right so i mean interesting did you know i mean how did you find out about the igdc and also did you know about the local community or you know so i was there uh, a year before i think either 2018 or 17 i just came to you know just see the exhibition and uh i didn't really interact with many people unfortunately uh but yeah i was just like checking it out so i didn't really meet anyone and uh, but when i uh you know had my own booth and everything i was like okay this is a very close knit community where all the devs know each other and it was a lot of fun actually like a uh, lot of friends and it was nice to see these guys coming on the first day and high-fiving each other like you know everybody knows everyone so like okay this is cool and in terms of i don't know like uh you know these indie games which are like not mobile maybe you know those kind of games are like really a handful so that was also a nice surprise to see these kind of games being made cool so So when did you start to kind of now I I mean I I see now that you're already started working on something new and interesting on Twitter, uh, but uh, when did you kind of stop with all the updates for Rainswept and then kind of slowly start thinking about or was it like you were already thinking about the next game? Um, I guess when uh, people stopped reporting bugs and I had a little bit of like okay now what do I do so I had some time to. start thinking about the next thing uh after rainswept was forgotten fields so i have talked about this online a lot and in the kickstarter campaign the whole thing was uh, you know the first game got over and now it was time for the second game and it was quite difficult to come up with a new idea on demand that way so i spent almost 6 7 months trying to you know prototype different ideas uh yeah so that was after rainswept so did this idea for forgotten fields actually so you're saying it's not organic you actually had to work towards making yeah. it 
Yeah, so Rainswept was organic because that was an idea I always wanted to talk about. Right. Uh, and suddenly now that idea was done and now I'm like, okay, now this is a job. Now I need to <laughs> put something out. And I guess there was a lot of pressure or something. So I couldn't come up with anything. And yeah, eventually I, you know, it's kind of cliche. I decided to write about that, about not being able to kind uh, come up with an idea. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a... <laughs> It's a very long story. The, the the meta is in the game also, right? The yeah. Against, it's like a shot on <laughs> ideas and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I I don't know if I would have made that ordinarily, like if that idea inspires me, but I felt like I had to make that. Otherwise, I will never be able to make something. You know, I'll never be able to break the, break the block of sorts. And right. yeah, as soon as I started working on it, two, three months in that idea, I started getting a lot of other ideas. So... So why did you take the Kickstarter approach with this one though? Um, first of all, like crowdfunding is a great way to market your game. Yeah. So like Yadu knows uh, during Kickstarter, uh, he uh, told Rami Ismail about the, the Kickstarter. And when he posted about the campaign, it was like an explosion. Like we just reached the goal. So yeah when you start talking about your campaign it's a lot of marketing so that's good and it took a lot of pressure off launch also financially um, and it allowed us to you know go have a bigger marketing campaign but uh, doesn't it come with its own pressures like now you have to give those what is yeah. this called milestones targets yeah, yeah. what it's called <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> you kind of how has your Kickstarter experience been? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not planning to do it again, so <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that, that speaks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, uh, you would have like I was talking about publishers, uh, a big name publisher. If they can handle everything, if they can support you, that's amazing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure with rewards and everything, yeah. even though you know people are not putting not you know or messaging or anything but personally you're like okay i have to do this i have to make an art book i have to make yeah. posters so that's a big distraction i i think uh, yadu was it in our group or some place i heard someone saying that uh making game is only half the thing in kickstarter the other part was actually uh you know giving out all these re- making stuff the content for the rewards was taking out lot of the time Too much of the time yeah was it, or was it some other discord group? one of those groups i mean i heard it somewhere so that's why i was wondering if kickstarter is and you're doing this solo most of the time right yeah so um this game i had a publisher in right. based out of india so it was their first game as well uh, as a publisher awesome. and uh so they are dino digital based in mumbai as well so uh there was a lot of help from them especially in all this marketing and handling Kickstarter, getting, organizing people. Uh, so for the Kickstarter also, we had another person freelancer helping us, uh, Neon Bedlam, Bedlam. Yeah, Neon Bedlam. So yeah, it was kind of a three-party thing for the Kickstarter. So that helped a lot. So uh, about the... I mean, I, I kind of, uh, I suppose it's like the amount of work that you have to put into a Kickstarter and you're already kind of, already kind of getting a, like a committed user base. So you're committing to a yeah. bunch of people. 
could probably be uh, slightly more of a pressure than sit and work on something on your own find a publisher which seems like then at least you can kind of take the load off of your head uh, and then focus on uh, yeah there is a kind of an unspoken pressure like nobody's uh, you know the backers aren't saying anything they're all very patient and just nice. they're behind the scenes just standing there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mentally it's like oh god i got a i which is a good pressure in a way because you're always thinking uh, i have to make it worth it because they've put the money down so you know you feel like they've put their faith in me now i really need to come up with something worth it it's so, like chit fund right everyone has put their <laughs> chits and <laughs> you promise some reward for it yeah Yeah. So, do you do you think uh, Forgotten Fields was affected by all these things? First of all, you felt that you had to create an idea for the game. Yeah. Then you had to create a Kickstarter campaign around it and stuff like that. Uh, the campaign didn't have much of a effect that way, but yeah, definitely coming up forcibly with an idea, mm-hmm. and uh, like six months later, I had to tell myself that okay, enough of thinking of new ideas, just stick to something. So. i don't know if that was the best idea and you know it was not organic i had kind of constructed it in a way right um so yeah that part definitely affected it and what about the new one that you're working on yeah so this is i mean i didn't have that issue now uh, the block issue so yeah uh, after finishing forgotten fields sort of a month of month or two of you know giving support and everything i just started watching movies which is a good way to get inspired watching my favorite movies and everything and uh, yeah uh, my dad told a story about some uh some haunted stuff you know he was like uh, he was just telling his experiences with paranormal and uh, so dad that kind of stories about these things What is that? Dads have the best stories about you know <laughs> yeah. hauntings and ghosts. Yeah, and my mom was like, uh, you know, why why are you talking about all this stuff? So I was like, okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> this is giving me ideas. So I no- wrote them down, um, just about spooky stuff, and you know, he'd go to sleep and he meditates and everything. So he sees stuff. So I was like, this is great. So I started coming up with a horror thing. based in like it's very different from what it is now but like based in rural japan and old man is haunted and everything uh kind of funny kind of scary but yeah i kind of thought a lot about that idea and it was kind of no, go, not going anywhere but the haunted or spooky things kind of stuck and it changed to a person in a hotel um uh, and there's a song by poets of the fall late goodbye which has a video where this guy just driving in a <laughs> a uh, dark road which always you know get got me excited once i was watching that i was like i want to make a game which is like that that aesthetic which is also a bit of silent hill and a bit of uh, twin peaks in a way you know dark roads and driving and motels and everything so that haunted idea kind of became like a motel thing and i watched a couple of movies about some hitman who was lonely and stuff so uh yeah these ideas just started just mixing together and uh, this that is where i am now like i have i know what it is about exactly like the whole story is planned out yes. is it is it something that you can reveal to us like what what is this game about or is it like under wraps yeah i mean it's so early that i don't know what to talk about <laughs> not to talk about <laughs> okay. but 
it has i mean the aesthetic is kind of scary but it's not really a horror game it's mostly about a person in a motel and he's kind of seeing stuff it's kind of getting scared and uh, it's over a night just one night story yeah and yeah the player has to kind of uh, yeah <laughs> i really don't know what to talk about what not to talk about but uh, it's kind of a mystery in a way right yeah and a lot of paranormal stuff and Do we have uh, a yeah. name yet not a name no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a working title yeah uh, there's a movie invisible waves which is a thai movie which is also a huge inspiration um so it's currently called invisible waves but uh, in brackets <laughs> Sorry, i heard it wrong first time <laughs> uh in brackets working title but uh, so i had the like i don't know if you know um, i had the crash the whole project was lost yeah so, yeah we heard yeah i mean yeah you you posted on twitter and, yeah Yeah. So four days ago uh clouds so... <laughs> what, what i mean unity cloud <laughs> yeah. yeah uh that was horrible but uh, so because of that i had to make a new completely new unity project so now it's called invisible dreams for now <laughs> change the waves to dreams right so uh, yeah interestingly uh, i mean, i saw that you were working with blender and so uh kind of going back uh, rainswept was like all uh very 2d um stuff and then suddenly you have this game uh forgotten fields which is like completely 3d stylized how was that how was that technical challenge was that a challenge in the beginning i was uh, really frustrated with blender because i was like what is this you know i was posting on twitter like what is this software why is it so difficult can i use sketchup instead because i have practice with sketchup as an architect yeah you yeah yeah i was also wondering whether your architectural background really helped in this part yeah so as for design and you know making buildings it will, it's really helpful cuz i don't have to look up the standards online i know how much a door or a step is so once i just stuck with blender and it became really easy after a while so yeah forgotten fields i didn't have any textures no uv mapping or anything cuz uh, that looked really complicated i i'd had a little bit like for roofs and stuff so yeah i tried to keep it simple um but once i got over blender it wasn't really challenging it was fun because you have a 3d space where you can just you know make everything and then you can decide where to put cameras and stuff so it's a lot of fun and now with the third game i'm going you know all textures because now i'm confident with 3d so i can do that as well are you still doing it solo yeah i mean there is someone who makes music uh his name is mikhail mikhalski found him online so he's made the game uh, music for both the other games uh there's an indie game the cat lady which is i think 2013 or 12 so he made the music for that also it's a pretty hit indie game right cool like so tell us about uh, sort of like the reception after uh releasing uh, forgotten fields on steam and sort of uh, uh i i i'm i'm i remember it seeing it on a couple of festivals also yeah uh, uh, and how has that kind of been also so it's been interesting um like personally people who i know 
like compared to rain swept a lot of people that i know didn't play it you know like friends and everything uh everyone wanted to play forgotten fields because it was inspired by goa it's very personal so a lot of people especially in india and my friends and family they can all relate to it a lot so in that way the reception has been really good like my friends are like wow what a game like i can see our adventures in this and all our memories and so that way it's been great uh commercially compared to rainsoft it's been lesser and i think it's the same reason because it's very personal and very subjective so a lot of people can't can't relate to it at the same time and uh, the story you know it's not like if you say murder mystery in a small town it's like everyone knows what it is and they want to play it but a writer with a creative blog goes home and the whole house is being sold it's a bit like okay not very not a very commercial idea maybe yeah so uh, what do you think went you know kind of uh, right with brainswept uh, and something right with forgotten fields and vice versa like what went wrong with both of them um yeah mostly it was the idea and me being inspired i guess so rainswept i was uh, just motivated all the time i was just having a lot of fun because the idea was something that i love yeah. with forgotten fields it it was kind of forced in the beginning but as i started making it and it was about goa and i started putting sort of my own life into it it slowly started becoming interesting so yeah getting the right idea is pretty important so um you mentioned marketing also right like yeah and it's interesting like forgotten fields had a lot of wish lists at launch um i think rainsept had about 5000 this had about 10 to 13000 but the conversion was low yeah. i think one of the big things with forgotten fields was uh, moving into 3d it was maybe not buggy but it was clunky so um you know small spaces you're in a house and uh the character has to walk around and the camera is that pulled back so the players keep getting stuck in all the furniture and everything and uh, so there are a lot of reviews talking about that and bugs which were fixed later but i think you know the damage is done so yeah uh polish is something that i've learned from forgotten fields like how much ever i improve it now like it doesn't make much of a difference yeah. especially being an offline single player game but uh yeah so now i'm like okay third game months and months of polish like it has to be a really good experience of yeah. you know zero bugs and very polished i i think it does help you know fixing the bugs before you push it out to release like how cyberpunk has been received yeah no once the damage is done yeah yeah Unless and you it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to catch those issues sort of alone i mean there is a person who does qa testing yeah and but it's just me and him but once you release it even he was like how are these people running into these bugs yeah yeah, so. yeah it, i guess it's it's a that's always the case right you will always probably never catch all the bugs so it's yeah. bound to yeah. get, not to kind of come up um so you mentioned you use blender and you use unity do you use any other tools for your dev like what about audio and stuff like that yeah audio not much a uh, little bit of balancing and stuff on audacity if required mostly there are free sound effects or sound packs online and the music is made by you know somebody else 
So, and on Unity, you said uh, you're using some package for that for setting up the game. Yeah. So there's a thing called Adventure Creator. Adventure Creator. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really good tool, and you know, with the really good community and support. So that takes care of a lot of things, and it's not restrictive. Like you can do anything. You know, it's very free form. So like the first game was a 2D side scroller. The second was a 3D isometric. Now it's going to be first person. So you can make whatever you want. Right. Ah, <laughs> you got one more small bit of information there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. FPS. Interesting. Uh, so you have been doing indie dev for how long now, Arman? 2017 was when I quit my job. Mid 2017. So. exactly about 4 years so wow. feel that long <laughs> but yeah i um, i quit my job in last year december no november okay very oh, sorry, september recently. yeah last year september almost a year yeah so i'm a noob in this and b journey right now so i was but, quite curious like how how has it been the how's the experience been for you so far always good like i never uh, doubted it or felt bad about it <laughs> i was always like waking up in the morning and feeling happy about it so nice. i still feel happy although like everyone's working from home nowadays so um, yeah like people now know how it is some people it works for some people it doesn't work for some people yeah but uh, yeah i always used to get uh, sort of unhappy on sunday evenings and <laughs> <laughs> excited on friday evenings so you know that thing is broken yeah always you, excited yeah. <laughs> yeah exciting thing is good right being excited is always good Yeah, I often uh, find that anxiety counterbalances that excitement for me. So I'm always like anxious about things. But oh God, I'm not earning anything right now. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. So you plan to stick it out? Obviously, you're making a new game, so you do plan to stick it out. But yeah, um, I think about this. I'm like not really sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because this is. i think about doing something maybe bigger or doing something else but it's like okay but i need money so let's make another game yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe expand maybe make a bigger team because i have an idea which is kind of like a dream idea which i can do uh, relatively soon but i can't do that alone so i will need a team for that um i also considered very seriously um working at a studio somewhere i was mostly interested in you know like moving out and some of these dream companies like the big ones it's always been a dream to join one of them and see how it is so i was thinking about that but you know when i was applying for it and when i was sort of making my resume i sort of realized that i'm not trained in that way to do a specific task and indie just does things their own way and it's yeah. a um so yeah i don't think that would really work out unless i study something specifically yeah um maybe even films like that was the old thing which i kind of tried for a while so there are ideas regarding films also nice but yeah really not sure at the moment for now it's like okay third game finish the third game yeah do you have like a timeline for that or you kind of just going with the flow at the moment um every time it has been like less time like i've been aiming to take lesser time than the previous game so range up to 2 years 
Forgotten Fields took about one and a half. This one, I was like, okay, eight months. We got to do it fast because uh, <laughs> you, I'm telling myself, you don't need to make such a big game. You don't need to take so long and all those things. Um, I mean, you see a lot of indie games very defined in scope and doing well. So I'm like, why am I taking two years? The landscape might change in two years. So the aim is eight months at the moment, but like lesson learned, uh, take all your time polish it so i don't know maybe eight months to a year yeah yeah take your time i mean uh we'll all be watching your progress with great interest yeah so uh i mean kind of a quick question about back to forgotten fields um so uh, uh like in a way kind of it's very different from brainswept in terms of the concept and the setting so is that something that you are kind of thinking of India, Indian kind of an aesthetic or a, uh, like a, as a setting or a space? Is, it, is that something that you're consciously thinking about? Um, the first thing back then I thought was maybe take a break from rain, the rainy mood. Um, you know, that would be, I, I thought that would be creatively good. So I started thinking about um sort of a warmer climate. That was one of the main things. And I had just moved to Mumbai at that time and I was pretty inspired by Mumbai. Uh, very different from Goa, which I was, which I had stayed. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a very different aesthetic. India or even like South Asian kind of buildings, the wires and uh, the detail, the textures. That was one of the main things. But uh, Goa came about as the, um, because of the whole struggle to come up with an idea. So yeah, it just started getting more and more close to home. And uh, instead of Mumbai, I, I was too new to Mumbai. I couldn't think of any idea. I went to Goa for a holiday and I was like just swimming in the beach. And I was like, I know Goa, like I should make something about Goa. If I make something about Goa, I'll know exactly what to make. You know, I know the atmosphere. I was born there. So yeah, it just uh, sort of came to me and I was like, this could be interesting. So in, it, first, sorry. No, saying something. I mean, go, go. No, I was just going to ask. Uh, when your first game, brain swept. Uh, the intro is you know car driving through a forest. Then in your second game, you have this going through fields and you know. So in your third game, is it going to be first person inside the car? You know? <laughs> How's it going to be? It actually is a car sequence, very oh. similar to brain swept. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking that like, wow, I'm doing the same thing again, but yeah, it's a car thing, but it's cutscenes, not first person. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just kind of like that stuff. So again, more technical thought sort of questions, probably, uh, did, uh, the game festivals on steam help and the demos were they, uh, good or uh, did they were they counter or, or how did how how did you yeah. how do you think yeah you have any thoughts yeah there's no downside to it uh even to for demos um as long as people know it's a demo and it's in progress but uh especially these festivals have been really good i think i maybe even better than uh showing it at you know in expos in real life because yeah the wish list numbers just shoot up during every festival so yeah, I mean, I hope they stay even when expos open up. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking, I was just 
seeing the parks thing happening right now and i was like yeah like you can't visit but like at least it will be great to be part of it in some form yeah yeah okay what what are you using for are you using the same kind of setup for uh, the new game also adventure creator unity blender yeah pretty much the same setup so if you were to yeah go what you were saying uh, it's just a <laughs> you know third game so you're even better at those tools so feel like taking advantage of that yeah yeah i think that's something that people should learn that like you know stick with something get good at yeah. it and then yeah do do really well at it also so that that is something of a great takeaway for people who are new to game dev also that yeah. we keep shifting tools all the time not mm-hmm. sticking with something what i want to ask was uh, are you looking to collaborate on the next game or uh, is that something that you're kind of thinking of even even in a small scale to kind of take the load off you maybe at the moment not really um yeah so the last game it was like a bit more collaborative and uh, it sort of didn't work much i mean commercially speaking so i'm kind of nostalgic about how it was for the first game where it was just like okay on my own thing right. so at the moment i'm yeah just going it quite solo but uh, midway through the project when you know it gets more challenging i'm going to think about it okay yeah that, that makes sense <laughs> it's like if if you if your solo solo experience was much more interesting and fruitful <laughs> ra- <laughs> yeah yeah kind of just going with the flow right now like just see how it feels yeah so will this be smaller than the other two or are you thinking of yeah it is smaller in a way it th- there's only one location which is also a relief so it's just that motel and maybe a little you know close by so but in detail there's a lot more detail it's deeper but less wide <laughs> like is there any again kind of thinking about how goa inspired you uh, with forgotten fields like is there some sort of a inspiration maybe yeah i mean i could talk for a long time about the inspirations behind this game cuz i am quite excited by them but they are similar to rainswept in that way so i just replayed ah. alan wake alan wake is one of <laughs> my favorite games like the atmosphere i played silent hill 2 for the first time uh forced myself to play cuz i'm pretty scared of horror games um, you are making one <laughs> it's not a, it's a lot less scarier when you catch a monster prefab or whatever <laughs> just put it in uh yeah silent hill alan wake and a few thai films which is uh, uh yeah, last life <laughs> last life in the universe check that out david lynch stuff stuff like that uh do you have anything you want to kind of add maybe um no the only thing i was thinking about was uh alan wake and silent hill because <laughs> i mean it's just i'm still sort of inspired and excited by those games like um yeah it's nice to be inspired and nice to have an idea thank you for doing this actually and taking time out and uh, and i'm i hope like uh, it is Uh, useful for a lot of people who are out there who want to start up and do their own thing go solo go indie you know 
uh, and and hope this uh, is an inspiration for a lot of people also. Um, yeah, uh, so thank you so much uh, from both of us and all of us at the at Game Dev.in and all the listeners as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, guys. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in and we hope to catch you next time. If you want to talk about this episode or anything else, please drop by to the gamedev.in Discord.